Shout out to Archie, the one true Chow King. Yes, he's here. Probably the most well-known three-day-old baby in the world. And he's like so adorable. I mean, like who but a king can command and demand the world to stop what they're doing right now and gaze upon his glorious little face. Who but Archie? Who? I set my alarm for 5.30. I'm in the second time zone in the United States. 5.30. And I was up. <laughs> I was up, sis. Archie said, see me. Because I have arrived, my dears. Like who but a little boy named Archie? Nobody. That's who and that's that. Well, child is the charity that I would like to plug this week. They are based in the UK. And let me tell you what they're about. Well Child is a national charity giving children and young people with serious illnesses the best chance to thrive at home with their families. At home, like that's the key phrase right there. They want to give them the best chance to thrive at home. Okay? Not just to leave the hospital or wherever they're being cared for, but to be able to go home and thrive. Got it? Cool. Well, Well Child believes that every child, young person, and family must have the following things. Not either or, but all three simultaneously. You feel me? One, the opportunity to be cared for at home whenever and wherever possible. Number dos, numero dos. Ha. Access to high quality, appropriate care and services whatever the health needs may be, amen to that. Because, child, if you lived in America, you will see how rare that is for a lot of people. Maybe not everybody, but a lot of people who even have health insurance, they don't even have that. Damn, what I'm saying is they don't have, they don't have you know, access to high-quality, appropriate care, whatever their needs are. Okay, so I'm just like, let's put in perspective. Well, child is making sure that families have that. And number three, involvement in all decisions regarding their care. Now, how does Well Child work toward achieving that vision that they set out to achieve? Well, by providing practical and emotional support to seriously ill children, young people, and their families, enabling them to leave the hospital quicker and live life in their own homes by funding projects and research to ensure parents, carers, and those who work in the children's healthcare sector are better equipped to provide support to children and young people with long-term complex healthcare needs. And lastly, by influencing the future of health, education, and social care policy 
to ensure it meets the needs of families of seriously ill children and young people. Now, let me just tell you a little bit about their impact. You feel me? Now, last year, 2018, just one nurse in Southeast London was able to reduce discharge times from four months to six weeks. That's one well child nurse. That's huge. Um, And they ended up saving the NHS over a million pounds or around a million pounds. That's pretty darn good. If you ask me, hey, but what do I know? Well, I'll tell you what I think. Sounds like Well Child is a great organization. You know, it sounds like they engage pretty well with the National Health Service on all fronts. And it makes a difference. It makes a big difference, actually, for families to be able to have their loved one recover at home and receive healing at home, if it's at all possible. Well, child plays a part in that. So you might be wondering, well, how can I get involved? Especially if you live in the UK. Well, girl, let me tell you how real quick. Well, there are many great ways for both individuals and organizations to take part. You can take part through campaigns, through challenges and fundraisers. You can volunteer your time and you can even donate. Every effort, every contribution helps and it helps a child get closer to spending that valuable time with their families at home as they continue on their journey of healing. I, for one, love being at home. Don't you? Now, in the name of King Archie, madams and sirs, to find out how you too can help children get home with their families, by volunteering your time or donating, please go to wellchild.org.uk. Again, that's wellchild.org.uk. And see how you can get involved. Because there are people who need the help. So let's help them. Welcome to another episode. I am V, and this is the Sussex set. And it goes without saying, of course. Welcome to the world, like out here with the rest of us. You know, you made your debut and you're here and you're fabulous. And wow, just officially welcome. Technically, okay, technically, you're not a prince, but. Oh, of course, that's because you're a fucking king. Like, no, for real. You know, for my purposes, you're it. Like, that's it. Like, that's that. <laughs> like, that's it. Uh, but seriously, like, I had no expectations for for the, the, the debut, you know, the photo call. Uh, I was just glad that it was actually happening <laughs> two days after, after the baby was born. But um, everything about Archie's debut was wonderful I thought um I'm sure you did too (laughs) but I loved every minute of it it was like it was like a whole damn it was an event right like 
like, I honestly, like, and I, I know I'm kind of biased, right? But I honestly don't remember this level of excitement even when Will's first child was born, right? And this is not no comparison scenario that I'm doing here. I'm just speaking in terms of him being the the heir, right, out of Charles Charles's children and him having a son who then would be his heir. You know what I mean? I don't remember this type of excitement even for them and they're like directly in the line for throne. So I just I'm like amazed at the global attention, which kind of speaks to the love that people have for Harry. I think everybody's in love with Megan. She's so great. Of course, that's my girl. You feel me? But I think people forget just how deep the the love runs for Harry. Like, for real, for real. And then you combine the two of them. They're just like fucking dynamite. And then they have this cute-ass baby plus Doria, like, like, wow. (laughs) It was great. It was great. Archie is just the most precious little thing. But the expectations on this child's head. Like, I totally see now (laughs) why Harry and Meghan did not go for the courtesy titles. Like, so many expectations already and he's just a tiny baby like dang let my boy live somebody said archie was going to or supposed to like bring black brits and white brits together finally like girl what (laughs) like what like if you don't let this perfect little boy enjoy his milk and peace sheesh I mean, I know we're all excited with the history of it all. And don't get me wrong, I definitely am. But Archie Boo is just trying to chill with Grandma D before she goes back to California. Like, he's just trying to enjoy his first week on Earth. (laughs) Like, chill. But for real, shout out to Miss Doria Raglan, you know what I mean, for covering that child's head at the photo call. Because if you, like, if she's anything like my mom... That child is covered at all times, especially going outside, though. And Doria really brought the melanin. Did she not? And I only say that because of this. Like, no one can deny the power in that moment. Doria, a dark-skinned black woman, standing as a grandmother now, standing next to the queen who's also a grandmother great grandmother in this case but still a grandmother um looking at her grandchild that's a that's like it didn't even really hit me how powerful that was when i first saw the picture i think because everything was happening so fast but then now like having a day or two just to kind of reflect on that that was incredible. Like, that was probably, like, the dark horse moment <laughs> out of that whole day was just that picture with all five of them. Um, well, six, if you count baby Archie. But, like, forget about, like, Archie and Megan and Harry and everybody. 
else at this moment. And I just want to sing Doria's praises just for a second. Doria's presence next to the queen is momentous. And not just for the royal family, but for like black people in the Commonwealth and black Brits specifically. You could say black Americans. I can't speak for black American. I can only speak for myself, but I think it's pretty cool. I think it would probably be more amazing if we hadn't already had a black president, but we don't have royalty over here. So it's not like, it's not like really um, the monarchy is something that we, that is interwoven in our culture the way it is for people in the Commonwealth and specifically black British folks. So, um, that was amazing, I think. Uh, and I and actually, I saw a lot of people, uh, especially a lot of mixed race people, um, but black people too, tweeting and just commenting on on how surprised they were at how emotional that moment, that one photo, uh, that family photo made them seeing Doria and Megan and a mixed race baby right there right there you know what I'm saying not on the outskirts but like at the epicenter and I love that Doria looks comfortable she looks at home you know I am sure she's made to feel beyond welcome when she's there and when she's in England with her daughter but like uh, she just has this regalness about her where she knows she belongs you know, um, you can tell she respects herself highly too. Um, and I'm not basing this off of this one picture, just based on everything I know about Doria up to this point. Um, and as far as I know, people just absolutely love her. You know, she carries herself very regally, but there's a quiet strength to her. Uh, you get that a lot from Megan, I think. Um, Harry too, in a different way. But uh, yeah, no, she respects herself very much. And how else do you raise a, a woman like Megan? Because, you know, I don't really think Megan got too many qualities from her other parent. But, you know, forget about that. You know Doria raised Megan to be a strong, proud woman who supports other women. Yeah, man, shout out to to grandmothers. Shout out to Doria. Shout out to... My mom, who's also a grandma, uh, my mom actually suffered a stroke earlier this year. And so her speech is a little bit impaired at the moment, you know, but um, she was in pretty dire straits earlier on, but she's made so many improvements. Right. And so I went to her house on on Tuesday. That was the same day as the photo call. Um, and was it Tuesday? Yeah. And I, um, I showed her because she knows how much I like love Harry and Megan. And so I was going through the photos and just swiping through all of the, the different photos that the, that was taken of the, the family. And um, we just kind of sat there kind of looking at some of the pictures and I'm just explaining everything that, you know, basically what they were talking about, what they were because I didn't show the video, but what what the guy asked them and how they responded and how they said the baby was and everything. And so I got to the picture with Dory and the queen. And then I talked about that one and then I swiped it. And then 
she swiped back. <laughs> and so my mom, she took my phone and she just stared at that picture for a long time, like a long time. And she didn't say anything. She was just looking at the picture, you know? So I just let her look at it, you know? And my mom's about Doria's age. My mom's early 60s. And that at that point was when I kind of realized, oh, right. So that was a moment moment. You know what I mean? Um, and my mom isn't a royal watcher like that. You know, she sees what she sees whenever it's on, like whenever Good Morning America does a segment on it or CNN talks about it and that's it. Like she doesn't seek it out. She never has. And she never has. Um, but I can tell she was really moved. I mean, you got to think my mom. So the queen's been the queen about as long as my mom has been alive. Think about it. That's a, that's a great way. And I just thought about it. Like that's a great way to picture it. Right. So if you have parents that are in their sixties or fifties, let's say the queen has been a fixture in their lives for their whole lives. You know, ours too, by, you know, by default of us being younger, but that's how like historic Queen Elizabeth II's reign is. And then to see her standing next to a black woman like my mother with her daughter and her son, you know, wow. Yeah, Doria's presence truly, truly matters. And I think the queen actually knows that too. Just to keep it all the way 100. Um, but shout out to the queen. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my mom. You know what I mean? Moms and grandmoms everywhere. You heard what Harry said. Women, you know, we are incredible. We do the incredible work. You know? So, yeah, I just wanted to sing Miss Doria's praises real quick. And how about Megan? She just came out looking so beautiful, like a newly blossomed flower. I know flower is her mom's nickname for her. But, um, yes, this was just straight up glowing. Like, Harry has the dad glow going, but Megan is really just so lovely, isn't she? Like, at every stage, every phase, <laughs> every year, <laughs> every season, she's just... I don't know. She just got this thing. You know, she got that it factor or that X factor or whatever they call it. But um, she was really just, she was really, really just glowing. And, um, you know, I love her beautiful, fuller face. You know, I know that's her pregnancy weight, but um, she's just cute as a button. And I thought the photo call was very sweet. It was so moving. Like someone said that they were very generous with their time. Um, given their original stipulations for the pictures, I believe it was like 10 seconds to take a photo. And then, you know, the interviewer got to ask three questions and then they were to leave, but they were there for three minutes, you know, or close to three minutes. So, uh, they were very generous with their time and we love a generous family, honey. Um, but the way that she kept rubbing Archie's little head and, you know, they kept looking at them, looking at each other. Like, that completely melted me, bro. Um, both she and Harry were made for this role. To be honest, 
They were like, Harry was waiting on his woman, right? Whoever she was to be. Then he met Megan. And you see that didn't waste no time, honey. <laughs> so this is what they were really trying to get to. And I'm so happy that they're here. Like, you can tell Harry is just over the moon. Like, he doesn't even look like the same person to me. Maybe that's just me. He just seems different in, like, the best way possible. And so I'm living, you know. Um, but I got to say, there were points where in the video where she looked a tiny bit uncomfortable. And that's to be expected, you know, um, having been nesting for over a month, over a month, you know, and then to publicly debut your baby when all you want to do is just hide them. That's it. That's all you want to do. You just want to protect your little baby <laughs> and be at the house and kick your feet up and do whatever it is you got to do. She's also working too because we love a working touches, honey. But um, neither here nor there. We will get back to that in a minute. But I just, you know, I just had a lot of empathy for her because, you know, she hadn't been out in the public eye and God knows it probably felt like ages for her. Um, you know, and she just wants to protect her, her little, little bitty nugget, you know? So, but it's, it's really refreshing to see her, um, be vulnerable too. I mean, I don't think she's ever had a problem with showing vulnerability, but, um, that was an instance where neither she nor Harry could hide it because how can you, this brand new baby? But then they're in a unique situation too where they have this pressure to come out with their baby. Like nobody ever pressures other regular normal normies like us to just, you know, take pictures with our newborn, you know, but they're in a different, they're in a different um, stratosphere from the rest of us, so. You know, I definitely have empathy for them um, for that. And so I get it. Um, but like that being said, can you imagine if she had to stand on the damn street? <laughs> like in hindsight, I just simply can't imagine like with that precious child. I know there's no traffic, but just the idea of standing on a street, girl, like a street. With your baby on some concrete steps outside, exposed to the elements. Huh? What, like, what they do that at? Not to mention for a bunch of, like, entitled, ungrateful thugs, right? Who treated her like she didn't even belong. Not gonna happen. Not over here. So with that, I just want to say... R.I.P. to the Lindo Wing. Um, you served your purpose. You know, Diana gave you your moment in the sun, you know, and now it's time for you to go home. That's it. That's it. Now, you just might do for the future king and queen of Inglaterra. Pero you simply will not do for King Archie. Therefore, from this day forth, you must fade into obscurity with the echoes of bye Felicia, bye Felicia, bye Felicia behind you. We will remember you, but we will henceforth never speak your name. Now, did you peep the subtle 
not so subtle, actually, sort of subtle, shade and subversion of the Sussexes during that photo call. And leading up to the photo call now, I mean, the way they gave the media a giant fuck you, and I mean like the establishment media, right? Well, most of them, or most of the, most of the, really, I guess most of the royal tabloids and royal reporters, most of them, um, they said, we shall not be pushed around. You will stand by. We don't care if you complain. Write it down, girl. Like Smokey say, take a picture. But you will go on our time. And when that time has come, you will sit back and you will watch this black man interview this family. Like, what a clear message that sends. And don't think for a second that that was a fluke. That was not a fluke. Not my opinion, okay? But uh, they said this is how things will go. We have set the standard. We will not budge. Not under threat, not under pressure of any kind or under any circumstances, girl. And you little bitty bitches in the media, you're going to fight for every little scrap that you can while witnessing this professional black man reap his rewards. Because all you've done is tell lies. And we have nothing for you. But Alan Jones? Yes. He gets to make history with us. Whew. Their minds. Their minds. That sends a brilliant message, bro. Without having to say a word, mind you. Not for real, for real. They're, they're speaking with actions. Um, but my thing is, like, Harry already told people what he wanted them to know. He told the media directly. He addressed the media directly in 2016. You know, um... That was a global story when he told the media where to go about how they were treating his girlfriend at the time. She was then his girlfriend. They, they weren't even engaged. They were far from engaged. And in hindsight, that lets you know how Harry felt about her from the very beginning. Right? But since words don't work and words don't teach, because they really don't. Not when you're dealing with selfish individuals, especially if they're money-driven. Then you got to show them how stupid they look. You have to make them regret their actions by how you operate, by how you move within the system, right? So, I mean, like, because the Sussexes are going to be on cloud nine regardless, they just changed the stra their strategy a little bit, I feel. And I think that there's more of that to come. Like, this isn't the first time that's happened. And it really won't be the last time that happens either. Um, Harry, I guess most people probably don't know this. Maybe, maybe if you're American, you might remember Harry's Invictus Games interview from, um, I think it's like 2014. Because 2016 was in Canada and 2014 was in, in America. And that was when, um, yep, Obama was still president. So that was the whole boom thing with the queen and, you know, Obama. And although Obama's and Harry were sending messages back and forth. But, um, yeah, he sat down with none other than Robin Roberts. 
most people probably don't remember that. Um, she is like an anchor woman. For, she is an anchor woman for uh, Good Morning America. It's a morning show. It's like a morning um, sort of news show. You know, I guess everybody has those now. But, uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I believe that Harry has a great relationship with uh, Good Morning America, too, because of Robin Roberts. Um, and also, I, I, I tend to like their coverage of Harry and Meghan. CBS This Morning, too. I mean, clearly the Sussexes have friends in American media, you know, and I'm not saying that they're unbiased at all. I think that they are certainly fair, you know what I mean? Or they have voices on who don't seek to malign them for stupid, petty reasons, you know what I mean? Or promote the Cambridges because they're factions that do that too you don't find that um you find that on fox maybe but not re- not even really because i don't even think they care so much about the royals over here that much but at least from the coverage that i've seen on good morning america they um they're very fair to the sussexes but they are they're friends of the sussexes you know what i mean and they're you know harry and Meghan are a big interest story for um like most people in the world um including over here but Robin Roberts and Michelle Obama are their good friends. So I would imagine back then Michelle Obama probably recommended to Harry um, to go to Robin. But uh, I believe when Serena Williams had a couple of big, big interviews, too, she went to Robin. You know, Serena Williams is Megan's good, good friend, Archie's good auntie. You feel me? Like him and Olympia are going to make memories you know, play dates galore, you know, because Wimbledon is coming up, sis, coming up. And if you recall, Megan, uh, sadly, my girl lost. She lost the Wimbledon final last year. But uh, Megan, she left uh, left Wimbledon. Kate left her in her own car. And Megan went to hang out with her um, or really console Serena, her good friend, Serena. So, um, but anyway, whew, that was a tangent. Um yeah, so Robin might have been recommended to Harry. And so I just thought it was, I thought highly of him back then that he sat down with a a black woman at that to interview him when, of course, everybody in American media was clamoring. Because all the media, you know, headquarters are in New York City. So they were clamoring to get Harry and uh, Robin got him. So there you go. But big shout out to uh, Alan Jones for landing both interviews, the interview with Harry by the horses, as well as the brief interview at St. George's Hall uh, at, uh, in Windsor, at Windsor, did I say in Windsor Castle or anyway, congrats, man. You did a, you did a brilliant job. Um, and now that makes me curious, actually, to see what else they're going to do. Like, how else they're going to throw shade. Shade some of those fools in the media. Like, um, but, of course, it'll be oh so classy, you know, I'm sure. But that said, pay attention, you know, because especially in terms of how they engage or don't engage with the media. And that goes for when they're on their tours or when they're on just different, different short visits in places. And I'm paying attention. Because Harry hates those motherfuckers. With good reason. But congrats to the Sussexes, Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, for, I mean, just a masterful debut of their son. 
Like, it was class in every single regard. Like, from the timing of the IG post to the photos in St. George's Hall and the interview to the fact that they, they didn't even reveal the baby's name until they posted the picture with the queen. Like, that's crafted. And it's very well done. Um, making sure that Doria was in that photo as well, that it was a family photo. Like, in the interview, they talked about going to introduce him to more family. They introduced him to that family, being the queen and the Duke of Edinburgh. And then they released a photo with the name, like, Work, Megan, work. And the queen had to approve that specific photo. You know, like the moment that the queen met her baby, that's someone who understands how to present an image while simultaneously sharing an intensely private moment with the world. But on her terms, that takes a lot of guts. Like, I'm not really like... (sighs) I I don't really know if people truly grasp how unlikely that is, right? For someone who's new to not just any family, but like the family. She hasn't even been there a year, not officially, because her anniversary ain't until later this month. Okay? Um... And she was not moved. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I definitely think her age assists her in that where you have the confidence because you are, you're very sure about who you are. Like I said earlier, you know what you want and you don't compromise. But it's just, she was not asking for much though. Like that's the key right there. But the fact that she, she was not persuaded to do anything other than what she and Harry knew was right for their family God damn, respect to Megan. Like, that's class all the way. And I think that's their standard. Their standard for themselves is, like, so high. It's simply how they operate. And, you know, some people can't relate, and that's okay. But, um, you know, people got to do what they got to do, and... Megan and Harry did what they had to do. <laughs> you know, they are planners, they are visualizers, they are executors, and they executed their son Archie's debut to a T. Just when I thought I couldn't stand harder, I had to stand some more. Not to mention, it appears that uh, the Duke of Sussex made May 8th about his son. When the Cambridges tried to make it about them, ooh, let's move on. (laughs) So Meghan and Harry forwent the courtesy titles, as expected. They talked about that long ago. Um, Hell, if they like it, I love it. For real. Um, I think they know what they're doing, and I think, you know, I trust their judgment. You know, (laughs) I'm not in the family. I'm not even English, so... Um, In a way, you know, I think we all want to see the baby have a title, you know. Um, But I really have to take Harry's word on it. (laughs) You know, I I think people want to see the baby have a title because they know the baby is a, you know, a mixed baby, you know. Um, And they want, like, that title is respect. I think a lot of people equate that with respect. Um, But I think what I think Harry doesn't necessarily view it that way. 
I think Harry is Harry and Megan, but especially Harry, kind of has the insight that very few people have. Um, and Harry and, and Will are different in that. Uh, and I only say those two because they're so f- in like they're in the forefront. Um, Will seems to enjoy the titles. Harry does does not. Or, or let's say the perks, not necessarily the titles, but the perks. The perks of being born into extraordinary privilege. And Harry doesn't seem to care about it, not for real, for real, one way or the other. He uses it for good, right? Um, I don't think he wants his son to be burdened by those. You know, the Earl of Dunbarton. I don't think he... Dumbarton. I don't think he wants um, his children to be burdened by those or feel like they have to live up to something that's really random, you know? It's like an, an accident of birth. Um, and, you know, only Harry knows how he, he feels about uh, being um, in an institution that kind of closes you off from the world. You're in the world, but simultaneously sort of uh, buffered from it in a real, like a real way. And that definitely brings its challenges. And, you know, I, I, I also, from my understanding now, I, I think Harry is just, like, really, really glad he wasn't the firstborn, you know? As he's gotten older and he's come to understand the obligations that come with basically, like, trading in your life any, anything that you actually want to do, you can't do. Not for real, for real. Not for real. Not on your own terms for any long period of time, you are obligated um, to service. Your life is that. Um, and you have to do so many, you have to, you just have to walk a different line, man. Harry's too damn free for that. Harry's like, I'm good. <laughs> Matter of fact, we good. We good, champ. We good. Uh, titles, you can keep those. We're headed straight to Normalville. Don't confuse that with being average now. Because that's not what I'm saying. Um, because average, they are not, darling. But, you know, they just don't need the titles. They don't want the titles to do all the things that they plan to do. And um, that's definitely true. They don't need those. You know, they already got the, like the love of people. They themselves are already, like famous harry was this close to megan came into the family as a i hate this word now celebrity because that that is like the last word i would use to to um uh describe megan but um she she was a celebrity in the united states in addition to the different things that she did um now i think people just kind of use that as an insult but she brings her star power harry was the closest thing to a celebrity in the royal family. He still is, to be honest. Um, so with that, they, like, they're never going to need to ensure that their kids have titles because people just love everything about them and anything and anyone they produce, you know. But it, it makes me wonder just how much of a burden being royal, quote-unquote, has been for Harry, you know? Like, he really hates that that fishbowl aspect of it, I think. Um, 
He loves doing good. And I love that about him. He loves using that platform and that privilege um, for something good, something beyond himself. Um, because you can only use so much of it for yourself and actually like maintain any sense of like contentment. You got to use that shit for somebody else, man. Um, otherwise you will go crazy, I think. But um, I, he hates being watched, man. He really does. And I can see how that's been a burden. You know, he, he's hated the media since he was a kid. Hate is a strong word. I can't speak for Harry. But um, he's he hasn't been, like, shy about talking about how he despises the media. You know, with good reason. Um, yeah, I don't know. He has every right to not want to uh, pass that burden to an innocent child who's going to get global attention anyway. You know, we can see that. But um, I think it also shows their confidence in their abilities to parent their children um, in a way that they will not need titles to live purposeful lives. And that, to me, kind of summarizes why people love them. Um, one could even argue that unearned, quote unquote, titles may even take one's purpose away. Um, and that is a burden that he does not want to pass to his kids. And so here, here. I hear you, man. Um, but I got to thinking, like, there's also the idea that, like, if they were to have a girl, right? And so if it was, if it wasn't Archie, but, like, Archina, <laughs> there's no Archina. I know that's not a real name, but let's just, you know, for the sake of, you know, Archina, you know, uh, she wouldn't get a title. She would not have, get, she wouldn't inherit a title. Any title that she got would be courtesy of the queen or courtesy of Charles once he became king. And um, there might be the idea of, you know, that they that had they had a girl, she wouldn't have received a title. So they declined on account of fairness. I don't know, you know, on behalf of the girl they would have had or that they might still have, you know. Because Megan has told us once before, and, and she'll tell you again, Harry's a feminist. You don't have to be a woman to be a feminist. Uh, and Harry is quoted as saying he wanted a girl. I'm sure he wouldn't trade Archie for the world now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he was hoping for a girl at the time. Um, you know, so I, there's this idea that 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 they both are very much uh, behind the idea, you know, just raising strong women. And so... If they were to have a girl and Harry's going to get his girl, uh, best believe she wouldn't inherit a title, you know, according to, I guess, how they're doing things. Uh, so I don't maybe he doesn't want Archie to have one right off the bat because, you know, that's kind of messed up. Archie gets one. The next baby doesn't if it's a girl. That's crazy. Uh, but hey, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. They don't want the titles because they don't need them. Thanks. I read somewhere that uh, Archie automatically becomes a prince when uh, Charles is the king. Um, okay, cool. You know, he's already, he's already, Archie is already like king of the world right now. So, all right, prince will be cute or whatever. But, um, yeah, some people will ask, well, why did Harry even take the Duke? Why did he take the title of Duke anyway? Why did he take the Duke to... Well, 
the answer to that question, in my humble opinion, is um, because that man respects his wife, period. You know, she shall not be known and referred to by his name. She will be addressed by her own bloop. You feel me? So you see how Harry rose. You see how he did that. And um, it also doesn't hurt to be the queen's favorite grandson. Let's move on. So the Cambridges and the Sussexes have some important initiatives coming up. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> you know, this is straight off the wire. And uh, so there's an initiative where William and Kate and Harry and Meghan, um, I will not say that alliterative, dreadful, ridiculous phrase used to refer to the four of them together because it is a farce. But um, yes, so the Cambridges and the Sussexes. So, and no, I'm not even going <laughs> to edit that out. So the Cambridges and the Sussexes are working with heads together on a mental health texting service called Shout. You know you make me wanna move my hands up and come on now. That has a base of a thousand volunteers currently. I think they're trying to work up to like three or four thousand uh, by the end of this year, uh, which is pretty ambitious. But um, those volunteers are trained to support people in moments of crisis and to form a plan for next steps to find longer term support for those people in those moments of crisis. That's a nice idea. That's a nice concept. Like it really is. It really is. I wish we had something like that over here. We have a suicide hotline. Most countries have that um, for people in, in those specific kinds of crises. But, um, you know, a crisis for one person might be every day for somebody else. You know what I mean? So there, there are different levels of uh, mental crisis, you know? And I, I like that, that the fact that, and I'm just kind of just going off the, you know, concept of the service right now um that is text most young people like to text they don't call i don't pick up the phone and call nobody so people call them and they let the phone ring <laughs> they would and they would text that person oh my bad i was um walking my dog and i couldn't really talk at that time so and they was looking at the phone watching the ring so the fact that it's text is it's actually good um for young folk, for for the young folks, you know, I grew up with landlines, you know, a lot of y'all don't even know what that is. A lot of young folks don't even know what that is, but, and I ain't going to explain it, google.com. But anyway, it's a nice concept. Okay, so I guess this is the first thing that they've actually launched as a group, you know, the cams and um, the... The sussesses, but um, yeah, I mean, it sounds great, and I know how important mental health is to Harry in particular. He talks about it a lot. Um, I hope it succeeds because of what it is, what it does. Uh, I know Megan and Harry are the the workhorses. So I know they are the master promoters of things, and 
Um, so I'll be watching to see how the media tries to spin the credit for this. And I, um, I don't want to approach this story because I know it's probably touchy on social media right now. Um, I don't want to approach it as automatically jockeying for a position for the Sussexes because they don't need it. You know what I mean? The Cambridges do. Now let's just let's just go ahead and let's just point to the facts, okay? Um, they they kind of need that. So, if the media somehow turns this into something that takes credit from the Sussexes and moves it toward the Cambridges, which I've already seen the headlines, um, don't be surprised. I'm not surprised. I have such low expectations for the British media. Um, but you know, I don't know in the long term. I hope I'm wrong, but, um, yeah, I don't really know what, what all the reasons are for that. If that is the case, does it come from Will? Does it come from, you know, Will and Kate to where they just say, you know, let's let them do the work and let's just scoop right on up in there and, you know, take credit and put our name on it and, but, you know, I don't know. It's like, it's weird nowadays because you can't really hide from receipts, you know? You can't really hide. You've already seen the pictures of Megan and Harry behind the scenes, you know? That's what I love about Harry and Megan. You see pictures of them from months ago. You didn't even know. You didn't even know they were out there doing the damn thing and they were doing it. You know? They don't have to prove themselves. People are going to help prove prove themselves, People are going to help prove the Sussexes as being, you know, hard workers. Um, their work will speak for itself. So the receipts are kind of already out there, but um, I'm not sure how it all play out or why it even plays out the way that it does. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and lower my expectations. I definitely hope the service helps a lot of people. Um, it's a critical part. And all of this, you know, it's just the, the people at the center of it who would use the service. Um, but again, I can't help but think about that survival thing that that I think um, people in the monarch kind of have to do where uh, people in the um, who are in line for it. Right. They kind of have to do they have to constantly fight to remain relevant because they have to convince the people that they are needed. And they not really need it, if I can just be real with you. They're not. They're not. Not for real. Not for real. So they have to see, position themselves as relevant. And, you know, as much as I don't really like Will, not really, you know, I, I do empathy anybody in that position because that's not a free life, man. It is just not a free life. Um, but I'm not saying that that's what's happened, but I can see if that is why something like that would happen. But, you know, I'm not holding my breath for some warm and fuzzy Fab Four. There, I said it. Shit to go down. Uh, no warm and fuzzies over here uh, because y'all already know I don't see the Cambridges as team players. I'm not saying they're not in this, but it's already looking bad. You know what I mean? Um, I don't see them as team players. Not for real, for real. Uh their track record speaks for itself. And so does the Sussexes. So 
I'm going to go the benefit of the doubt route and let's just see what happens. You know, at the end of the day, I'd like to believe that they all just want to help people. And I'll look at it this way. If at the end of the day, the credit does go to the Cambridges, despite the Sussex's hard work and maybe Harry and Meghan are okay with that, if that means that the project is successful on behalf of the people who really need it. You know, I can I can see the, the Sussexes kind of, you know, doing that, you know. Because, um, I don't know, that's just kind of, I think those that's the type of people they are. I don't think they're jockeying for, like, points or shit. But, like, um, you know, there's no shortage of love for them from everyday people. So, uh, I don't know, let's just see how it plays out. Like, if the Cambridges are coldly taking credit, you know, then that just makes them look bad. Um if you ask me, and uh, they'll learn to stop shooting themselves in the fucking foot. You know what I mean? The culture is clearly Team Sussex, you know, and you don't compare when you don't compete. So you sure as hell don't win when you undercut. And so I don't know. I'm just going to see how it plays out. Harry and his wife are good. Trust. So an addendum. This is going to sound much different (laughs) from the rest of the podcast in terms of sound quality, but this is a ghetto show, so go ahead and bear with me. Yeah, and you know what? This addendum is um, about the whole uh, text message special project that uh the Cambridges and the Sussexes worked on and launched and I just gotta say man I saw both Instagram posts the one from Kensington Royal Kensington Palace and the one from Sussex Royal and I did see the video I saw the video uh on Twitter before I even recorded the podcast and I saw um how that's all they posted it and then I read the Kensington Palace um and this is just me kind of like spitballing so do bear with me now uh I saw the Kensington Palace Kensington Palace um description of their uh initiative and then I saw of course the Sussex Royal they're very professional saw their caption uh very long very detailed um lots of information about how it will work who it's you know modeled after and uh, it being an initiative, it mentioned that uh, Harry and Megan made a surprise visit to a panel. Uh, and they sat on the panel and they, um, you know, they had the pictures, the same ones that we saw on Twitter. Here's the thing that's striking to me. A couple of things, actually. Um, one is a little bit benign. The other one is a little bit more concerning because it kind of underscores um, a lot of the things that people have been saying. And so it's either more evidence or Will is just tone deaf as fuck, okay? But one. Sussex Royals mm, presentation. Oh, wait, let me, let me go back. Let me go back. Kensington Palaces, sorry, presentation, okay? 
compared to Sussex Royals presentation. And we're talking about the same thing, which is shout. The same initiative and the presentation could not be further from opposite. Like it, it it's it's ooh, it's really like Walmart versus Chanel. That's the comparison, right? You know? It's it's um it's kinda kinda embarrassing actually if you're talking about somebody that's gonna be uh the future of of this monarchy that y'all are trying to keep relevant. Okay, so that's one. The description is kind of scant. It's not really talking about a whole lot other than like just vagaries, you know, about uh, people need help and we want you to be a part of this. This is special force. Thanks. Um, so that's one, but that's, you know, that's not really a big deal. They just need to improve um, how they present things. But the other thing is, that's more concerning is that first of all in the video Megan is barely in the video you know and that is not me being like you know super cynical or you know hyper suspicious Megan is she's in there but there are no close-ups her back is either turned or somebody is standing in front of her. Harry is there prominently. Now, if you notice in the caption, they, um, or I guess I don't even know if Will wrote it, but he signed it like he wrote it, right? Um, he mentioned that Harry, Kate, and uh, he himself started Heads Together, and they began it as a project, and so this is the big thing to come out of it. He didn't even mention Megan in the caption. There was no mention of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. And so I've seen so many people talk about how it almost pains Will to to even say Megan's name. In fact, I've never heard him even say, he, he's been asked about them, but I've never heard him even mention or reference Megan without being asked. I've never heard Kate reference Megan without being asked. So it's just so striking to me and it's so loud. It's like the omission of Megan in that caption to me is just loud. Maybe I'm overreacting girl. Y'all can tell me what y'all think, but, um, that to me demonstrates a lack of respect. And, um, it's something that you never see in the Sussex's work. They reference the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, as well as the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, as in we are a team. Harry is, he is a team player. That boy served in a war zone. He is about team effort, team contribution. Whereas to me, this is my personal opinion, based on observations, the Cambridges don't really roll like that. And so we're seeing it now. We're seeing it. It's right up there in front of our faces. Maybe I'm overreacting. But we got two sets of people working on one project and two completely different approaches. You don't see the Cambridge Post referencing anything about the Sussexes' surprise visit to that panel.
You don't see that. The Sussexes had to say it themselves. But it's a team effort though, right? Oh no, honey. Oh no. We're going to watch how this plays out. And um, yeah. I don't know, man. If your battle lines weren't drawn by now, you might want to go ahead and consider drawing them hoes because this, to me, this is embarrassing. So I just wanted to add that, you know, I ha- I was, it's like four o'clock in the morning where I am, but it's just, I just, I just saw the tweet. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry. I just saw the post. So I just, um, I just kind of wanted to add that record this so I can add this into the podcast. Um, when I edit it and basically make it live. So, um, that's that on that. I'm going to watch it and see how it plays out. Right now, to me, it doesn't look good. Not not on that front. The initiative itself is great. You know, and, and here's another thing, and then I'll just be quiet. Um, I like that the Sussexes talked about um, the people that they sat with, that they work with, the people that they, um, one of the, well, I can't remember her name, but it's Brioni, um, Brioni, uh, the lady, uh, she met with Harry earlier. She talked about that on her Instagram. They referenced that in their post, and they also referenced and tagged the uh, crisis text line uh, organization from the United States that their initiative is based off of. So you see a lot of respect coming from the Sussexes. Um, you don't get that thoroughness coming from from the the Kensington Palace Instagram anyway so y'all let me know what y'all think because some in the milk ain't clean what else is new uh oh Megan made a video appearance at the cam fed education changes everything gala in New York City yes Megan yes queen yes queen Megan at it again and in the video you can see that you know her face is still very round very lush very beautiful you know what I mean sis just threw on a blazer <laughs> I hope she had on a nightgown <laughs> under that jacket <laughs> but um I love what she said too you know what I'm saying what did she say she said a girl who was educated she did not say it like this because I am so motherfucking ghetto uh a girl who is educated becomes a woman who was influential right on right on sis had that hair laid preaching gospel you know by the way tonight or last night technically they raised one hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars camp fed in one night amazing i think um i saw a clip that said the lady the lady on the stage said that uh um they raised enough for five million girls to receive five more years of education. That's a lot. That ain't no small detail. That's incredible. And you know, CamFed was one of those charities that um, initially benefited greatly from the Global Sussex Baby Shower. So shout out to CamFed and shout out to Megan for always staying in touch because you know that's what they do. Um, you know, she told the girls, I am one of you basically you know because it looked like it was a, a surprise like video recording uh, and they just dropped that little nugget in there and she said here i am girl 
here we are together. Yes, you thought I was just at home waiting to deliver, but no, my dear hearts, I'm thinking about you, boo. And all the work that we will do, my respect for you and my desire to contribute runs deep. And I am really about that life. You know, as women, we stand shoulder to shoulder. She promised them that she wouldn't just show up and take pictures never to be seen again. No, ma'am. Okay. So, uh, yeah, no, I'll continue to stand. I'll continue to stand even harder, even harder. So, um... And actually, this is the same day that Harry went to uh, The Hague to plan for his Invictus Games. Yes, that's his brainchild. <laughs> yeah, we love a couple who, you know, moves and purpose and meaning. Yes, we do. We love a couple with authentic work ethic, and that is no shade. We love a couple who keeps their word to people that look up to them. Oh, yes, we do. We love a couple who constantly seeks out voices to amplify. Voices beside their own, mind you. Um, yeah, the royal family really did hit the, hit the jackpot with uh, Harry and Meghan. I mean, each of them individually is great, you know, but together, powerhouse. So just quickly, you know, I'd like to give a bitch you tried it award just to a few people. You know, one is an individual, one's a group, you know. Um, first and foremost, Danny Baker, you sick fuck. I hope you are enjoying unemployment because you deserve to be fired. And I love that, like, BBC did a story on how they fired you and why they fired you. Boss, no one deserved it more no one no one deserved to be fired more than you did and as if you didn't know like comparing a baby to a goddamn chimpanzee wasn't racist you knew what you were doing you don't live on this earth for 50 some odd years and escape the fact that what you tweeted or the comparison that you made was racist it was just there's no way so, um, enjoy the unemployment line. You deserve your just rewards. Or punishment, in this case. So, secondly, and this is really not important, it's just kind of laughable, but um, to all the folks who claim the Duke and Duchess named their child, rather stole the name for their child, from Prince George's self-given nickname, Archie. Yeah, you tried it as well. Um, from my limited understanding, and I really didn't pay very much, you know, attention to this. Um, Harry and Meghan were um, talking to a little boy, a little British boy, and uh, asked him what his sibling's name was, and him and his siblings, and he told him, and, um, you know, the little boy's name was Archie. And he said, Harry said, you know, hmm, I like that. And went on about his damn business. Harry probably tucked the name away in the back of his head and waited for the gender of the baby. But he probably knew, huh, what about Archie? If it's a boy, let's call him Archie. But no, there are folks determined to believe. They are convincing themselves that the Sussexes walk around the grounds of Windsor Thinking about and plotting ways to undermine and outdo 
the Cambridges at every turn. First of all, they're a family. And sure, not all families get along, but, you know, Harry and Meghan are too busy, like, working on real projects to spend their time, or worse, model their lives after anyone other than themselves. And besides, and let me say it again, you don't compare when you don't compete. So I really need for y'all to go out here and get your life because your theories, they just need work. That was a lame one. Do better next time, girl. That's all I've got for this round. A reminder that the new podcast IG is up and we're really trying to prosper over there. So <laughs> it's just one for the podcast, just so people look for it. It's just at Sussex. I'm sorry. No, Sussex Squad is me, but at Sussex Set on Instagram. Um, yeah, just say hey or whatever. Um, otherwise, you can just hit me up at Sussex Squad on Twitter and IG. My DMs are open. Say hello. I may not be able to um, respond to everybody right away, but I will definitely try. Uh, leave an iTunes review if you have time and remember to check out Well Child, okay? On Baby Archie's behalf and see how you can get involved, okay? Those kids, the quicker they go home, the better that healing is and the and I think the, the, the deeper it is even, you know? Ain't no place like home, child. That's one of the oldest lessons I learned. Uh, so honestly, truly, please check out Well Child. So you can find them at wellchild.org.uk. And keep speaking the truth, y'all. Keep shining your light. And until next time, peace. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. Kill me.